0: Leading Britain's Conversation, Mystery Hour, with James O'Brien.
1: It is four minutes after twelve and you are listening to James O'Brien on LBC. So, I mean, pretty much textbook, really, that Donald Trump intervention in in NATO. He came to NATO, he created a crisis, he claimed that he'd fixed it, and then he laid the basis for an ongoing set of mutually contradictory commitments and misunderstandings, um, just as he did in North Korea, effectively, although... That particular press conference was peppered with with more untruths, even by Donald Trump's standards, claiming that Ronald Reagan didn't win Wisconsin, he won it twice, Um, and then amazingly claiming effectively that Barack Obama should have stopped Vladimir Putin from annexing Crimea, uh, an annexation, of course, that was undertaken using military force. So uh, presumably he thinks that America should have gone to war with Russia when Vladimir Putin annexed Crimea, but he declined the opportunity to condemn the annexation of Crimea and Explained that America would never recognise it. Oh, and he lied about being opposed to the Iraq War as well. Apart from that, crazy speech. Let's get mystery hour underway because um, he was under very strict instructions to get that press conference completed by 12 noon. Mystery hour very, 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 very rarely gets um, postponed. Oh, three, four, five, six, oh, six, oh, nine, seven, three is the number you need. My thanks to Michelle who has paid me. What um, any British broadcaster would probably consider to be the finest compliment that any British broadcaster can ever be paid. She says, your commentary over Trump's speech is the political version of Terry Wogan's interventions at the Eurovision Song Contest. Michelle, even if I hadn't finished my book last night, I would be going home particularly happy today as a result of those kind words. Um, Right. Sandra and Harry are on the phones today and neither of them have presided over many mystery hours. So I, I'm glancing at the screen, and I'm feeling that repetition may be one of the themes that emerges in the course of today's program. But to be honest with you, when we started doing Mystery Hour, we had about two hundred and eighty thousand listeners, and now we've got a million. So there'll be loads of people that haven't heard the stuff that might possibly fall foul of our repetition law. If you don't know what Mystery Hour is, you're in for a treat. Oh three four five six zero six zero nine seven three is the number that you need. Um, and the way it works, of course, is this: you ring in with a question. And someone else will hear it and come back with the answer. O three four five six oh six oh nine seven three is the number that you need. Um should we just crack on rather than do the explanation? Don't be boring. If Harry and Sandra give the impression that your question is not one that James is gonna to want to answer or put on the show, then just politely move along. Don't don't start fights. Um and if you hear me say the number That means there's phone lines free. That's always the case, by the way, on my programme. If you hear me say the number, it means there's phone lines free. It's, um, in my experience, the most reliable way of ensuring that you don't speak to the same three people every day, but you have a constant churn of new and informed listeners who are under no doubt whatsoever about how easy it is to get in touch with the programme. Grant's in Sandhurst. Grant, question or answer?
2: Uh, I've got a question, please, James. Go on then, Grant. Um, Yeah, the question is, it's just uh, where the saying comes from. Um, As happy as Larry... Why it's almost Larry...
1: impossible that we haven't done this before. This isn't your fault, Grant. I, I'm, I'm, not... I'm just doing a little bit of uh, I'm doing a little bit of man management live on the radio right. without, without actually pointing out that I'm doing man, man. If it is a phrase that is in incredibly common parlance, then it's highly likely that Misterio. Has done it before. There is, of course, an archive at lbc.co.uk where oh, okay. you could have checked. Not you. I'm not talking to you, Grant. I'm doing man management oh. while pretending that I'm doing normal broadcasting. This is <laughs> a bit like Gareth Southgate, you know, You're just talking to the team through the media. And, um, and uh, the point is, of course, I can't remember what the answer is, so I'm going to have to let the question on the board. You want to know who Larry was? Yeah.
2: Why is it happy as Larry? I mean, I've got a couple of them, but we'll just leave. We'll just leave that one. If it's Larry Grayson
1: was always very cheerful on the telly when we were growing up. But I think that the phrase was um, already in common parlance before Larry Grayson got the Generation Game gig. Don't you? I think so. Right, we shall find out. Oh three four five six oh six oh nine seven three is the number that you need. Um, We only do one of those. You can't know more origins, all right? Is everyone paying attention? So we don't know any more where does that phrase come from. We only do one of those a week. Nine minutes after 12 is the time. Johnny is in Richmond. Question or answer, Johnny? Question, mate. Go on.
2: Why why are some beaches sandy and some stony?
1: What would happen if you got a stone and you had a magic hammer that you could smash it to smithereens? What would it turn into?
2: Yeah, I thought of that, but...
1: Yeah, I thought why, that as well. I've got a horrible feeling that's not the right answer. Sorry, go on, what?
2: Well, um, why is it like not mixed? You go to one beach and they're all stones, and you go down a little bit and they're all sand. It means it's always in sections. Yeah. Well, is it... Is there another No, I d- I, Do you know
1: what? I, I, I came on air this morning at 10 o'clock, poised to talk about the New World Order, and I, and I reminded people listening that the most important three words in the English language some mornings are I don't know. And yet I've got an almost... I've got an almost pathological inability to say I don't know during Mystery Hour. I don't know why that is, Johnny. I I might need help. I don't know. 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 know. I'll try and find out for you, Johnny, all right? Very much, mate. Fine line went a bit funny there. Jason is in Pimlico. Question or answer, Jason? Hi, James. Hello, Jason. Big word of the week, by the way. What a strange phone line this is. It actually feels like you're
3: standing behind me.
1: Stop that. It was spooky. Don't do that laugh again, mate. That went down my spine. <laughs> Go on. What have we got?
3: James, first of all, what's your big word of the week?
1: Uh, I can't remember now. I've been, been busy writing. My brain is mush. <laughs> okay. What, what is it? I uh, know. Oh, you don't I'm done. know? I it, it's Spelonka, actually. Uh, no, you've done it before. Have I? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That one? Oh, you've got me on the hot. You'll I'm have to buy the, the, the hot book. you gonna have to buy the book, Jason. It's full of words. That's <laughs> going to be one of the quotes on the front. Excellent. <laughs> what,
3: do, what can well, I then, do you for? So, why is it that uh, when we go abroad, we get a very different and much deeper and crisper and goldener, goldenier, if that's yes, the word, pan yeah. than we do here in the UK? Because well, it's hotter. No, so? But it's not, that, that, because you're in the sun more, you prune.
1: What? It's, you know, when you're on holiday, you're in the sun more. When you're here, you're not.
3: No, 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 the, t- the type of the quality... There's no the way,
1: tan, there's no about. way you get a different...
3: Yeah, of course it is. of course there is absolutely everybody that that's wandering around now with British tans will look very different when they go abroad to Spain and with the, okay,
1: now. so with the same exposure to the same amount of sun uh-huh you think we'd go a different yeah, color
3: absolutely absolutely i'm I'm a tacit example of that
1: i, I mean but i mean i'm I'm shy now because <laughs> I was about to start mocking you, but, it, but sometimes when I mock people on mystery out ten minutes later it emerges that I'm the one who's made an idiot of myself exactly I that's know right. i know I know. Spelunker is the word of the week. I know I've had it before, no, but it's, no, but it's in the news this week.
4: You've done, it's, in news. it's
1: in the news. It's in the news this week. That one before? Yeah, I,
4: don't know. I haven't got any. Are so you going to ask that one?
1: Yeah, I am. I, I mean, I don't think it's true, but I'm not going to mock you or patronise you in case I end up making an idiot of myself again. Fabulous. All right. So, I mean, I. Does it have to be the why? Can't it just be the do? What do you mean? Well, can't we just do? Do you go a different colour?
3: No, 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 why? But no, then no, you're pre- need, working... <laughs> no, no, it's all about the why. All right. Definitely. All right, they're all right. Much deeper, much... It's, it's lovely it's just when people cause... come back from holiday... Yeah,
1: but that's because they've hazel. been on the beach all the time, whereas when they go brown in this country, yes, they're hanging there's an explanation. out... It's not. All right. <laughs> See yeah, Ariadne's been in touch. So I, I was just nodding off as that um, t- Donald Trump press conference was unfolding, and I, I woke up to discover it was actually real. Did, did James really say, here comes his sale pitch, or did I dream that bit? In the dream, I fell asleep and had to be carried out of the press conference. No, he really did. I told you he would, and he did. Stephen is in Crawley. Stephen, question or answer?
4: Question, please, James.
1: Carry on. Do you, do you, before we do that... Yes. What did you think of the last question, just between you and me? of... Um, yeah, carry on, mate. Things. What's your yeah, yeah? All right, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see about that tanning a different colour in different countries. Honestly, what can I do you for? Uh,
4: when does a pond become a lake?
1: When does a puddle become a pond?
4: Exactly. <laughs> I do like or this. Or even question. when does a lake become an inland sea?
1: Forever is. Yeah. Does an inland sea not have to be salt water? Uh,
4: that's a very good point. I'll well, let you have that I one. No, I, don't I don't, don't know. know. And what's oh, the my difference? Puddle pu- my puddle and pond.
1: Puddle to yeah. pond. When does a pond become a lake? Is a pond? Is a lake naturally occurring and a pond is
4: Well, the only thing I could dug think out. is that a lake is fed by a river, but a pond might not be.
1: Yeah, but, there you go. Um,
4: but uh, that's not the de- definition. That's just me trying to be smart. Oh, I don't well, where I am.
1: Yeah, well, well, what if it turns out that you are?
4: Then I'll, you can give me a, a post-dated... R-
1: round of applause alright I see what I can do what was that little ping in the background Is that someone saying is that you on LBC mate probably someone on my yeah
4: probably probably <laughs> my wife saying you're not trying to get on there again
1: <laughs> <no."> <laughs> everybody needs a hobby what's the difference between a pond and a lake when does a pond become a lake do we go different colors in different countries why are some beaches sandy and some beaches stony and the origin of the phrase happy as larry there's a couple of questions there that i think you'll be able to answer by citing as your qualifications that you listened to mystery out before uh john's in canterbury john question or answer. It's a
4: question, unfortunately, James. Carry on, yes. um, carry Best day of the week, by the way. You're Lovely. not
1: kidding. Um, You're not kidding. Although I quite enjoy doing serious. the commentary on that on that press conference. I wish you'd do one
4: every oh, week. Oh, what a load of gold! <laughs> <laughs>
1: Don't be so outrageous. Off with
4: your head. <laughs> carry on. Right. Listen, if you go to court, it's the Crown versus someone, correct? Yeah. And they have yeah. Queen's councillors. What would happen if the Queen committed a crime? Who prosecutes her? That's a very good question.
1: She can't prosecute herself, can she? No. What do you mean? Can the Queen be prosecuted? Again, I, I mean, it does ring a little bell, but if I can't remember the answer, I suspect we I haven't. I
4: honestly don't know, and it's something that it does puzzle me.
1: Well, what's she really done? What, what's she done, John? Eh? No, what, I
3: don't know. I just has been, she would she been up to What's she been up to, mate?
1: you got a scoop for us. <laughs> I'll alert the news desk. John in Canterbury, no, our top snout. It. Our top snout. The Queen's been, I think, fair dodging on that train to King's Lynn. That's what she's been doing. She's been dodging oh, the, her, her she and do Philip. Like the
4: feet. She, she her and Philip. The
1: feet. Yeah, Philip got up on the luggage rack and the Queen hid in the loo. They, I, I, I want to, she be bang to rights. But you're right, it's the Crown versus. So can it be the Crown yeah. versus the Crown?
5: And it's a Queen's Council. No, well, it? It?
1: it's a Queen's Council. Crown versus the I love that. Oh three four five six oh six oh nine seven three. Is the number you need? What a lovely question! Can can the Crown prosecute the Crown, or, or sort of agents of the Crown? Ed's in Plymouth, but we've, we'll come to you first after this, Ed, because I'm, I'm bang up. I'm going to hit this break only forty-five seconds late. It's almost a record for me. Nineteen minutes after twelve is the time. This isn't actually Mystery Hour. Uh, does anyone know what page of the Times the Legoland vouchers are on? I've, just, I've, been, I've been through it about three times now. I can't find the flipping Legoland vouchers. I can't go home until I find them. Uh, if you could just text me that. I nearly gave you my phone number then. If you just, te- just, just tweet it or text it to 84850. Consider it a little bit of payback for all the hard work I do on your behalf every day. Nineteen minutes after twelve is the time. Mystery hour is underway. Questions that still need answers include Origin of the phrase Happy as Larry. Sandy beaches versus stony beaches do you tan, why do you tan differently on holiday if indeed you do Uh, difference between a pond and a lake and can the Queen be prosecuted for crimes given that it would involve the Crown versus the Crown, Ed's in Plymouth Ed,
0: question or answer it's an answer James and I have to say I'm sorry I don't have my copy of the Times today yet I I do,
1: I do have my copy of the Times, I can't find the flipping voucher so to be honest with you it's not necessarily true to suggest that if you had your copy of the Times with you you'd be able to tell me what page it was on well is your answer long and complicated um, somewhat. All right, well, you you crack on, and I'm going to flick through the paper again, looking for these Legoland vouchers. All right. Okay, good to know you're listening. I am. I can do both. You know, I'm, I'm not a typical male. Carry on.
0: Um, so it's an answer on the uh, Sandy and Pebble Beaches question. Yeah. Yeah. So it's dependent on quite a few factors, but two of the most important factors are the uh, strength or the power in the waves and the uh, profile of the beach. Um. So, if you have um, high-energy waves, which can be caused by a uh, by a large drop of water, uh, by a large depth of water, yes. um, just to the edge of the beach, and a sl- and a very steep profile beach, then you're going to, then you'll get, for example, more likely to be pebble beach because there's less force spread over the entirety of the beach. Whereas if you've got a more um. flat profile beach with high-energy waves then you're going to get the en- the energy of the waves spread across the beach. So as you said with the hammer, it is kind of in the right ballpark in the sense but that... But it's not a matter of time, because I
1: always thought eventually every stony beach will become a sandy beach, because it's a bit matter of time. But in fact, what you're telling us is that every beach would be a sandy beach if it had the right quality of waves.
0: Theoretically, yes. I don't, I wouldn't, I don't know enough about it to say that 100% you could do that, but um, in general terms, yes, if you've got a very... Uh, a very steep beach, it's more likely to be a pebble beach, and if you've got a beach with a flat profile, it's more likely to be a sandy beach.
1: Do you want the good news or the bad news? What's that? Oh, you've got to choose. Good news or bad news?
0: Um, I assume the good news is you found the vouchers.
1: No, that's the bad news. I haven't found the vouchers. The good news is you got yourself a round of applause. Oh, hang on. Uh, uh, Qualifications? I'm studying civil and coastal engineering. Coastal engineering. Get in. Well done. If you, if you do find those vouchers, give me a shout. Uh, Andy's in Milton Keynes. Andy, question or answer?
3: Uh, answer, James. Carry on, Andy. Uh, the Queen um, No, she can't be prosecuted because she's the prosecuting authority and, um, in effect, she is, is above the law.
1: What if she murdered someone?
3: No, can't do anything. Well, yeah, so, I mean, well, hang on, what are your qualifications? Uh, I've got a law degree and 17 and a half years in the police. I mean, I presume that that
1: the Queen probably wouldn't want to murder anybody. <laughs> oh, I don't know. So imagine a couple of, kind of, some of her in-laws on occasion Of course, a great upset, but we don't want to make light of that kind of thing. If she, genuinely, if she committed a crime, what would, I mean...
3: I mean, I would imagine she could probably get someone to do it for her if she really wanted... No, to. but if she did it herself, like, bang
1: to right. So she no. really could stand on, on national television and commit a crime and there'd be nothing we could do about it. As
3: far as I'm aware, yes, yeah, from, from that's what I understand, from what I learned...
1: Out of all of them, which one do you think is most likely to be committing crimes on a regular basis?
3: Of the royal family? Yeah. Uh, it's
1: probably our best not say. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I, I'm just thinking about libel law then. I'm getting a bit yeah. distracted by the, by the trying to find these flipping vouchers in the Times. I'll put that away now. I'm being very unprofessional. Uh, he's got a law degree 17 years in the police. The Queen cannot be prosecuted for committing a crime. Yep. Uh, well, so. What about, hang on, how did they... Oh, Charles I got his head chopped off. How did that happen then?
3: Well, I think we had a, we had a civil war over that, didn't
1: we? So, yeah, but still, I mean, he got he must have got prosecuted before he got his head chopped off.
3: Uh, yeah, that's, that that is true. Um, but uh, as I say, I think he was uh, might I be slightly they were making up new laws. I mean.
1: Slightly exceptional circumstances. Yeah. Round of applause for Andy.
3: <laughs> that's fucking
1: Collect today's code inside. Booking for oh, maybe they're not vouchers. It's just a code. Uh, John's in Kensal Rice. John, question or answer? Question, James. Carry on. Is it...? No, sorry, it's an
5: answer. Oh, I've oh. got a question, but I'll, I'm <laughs> going for the answer today, because I know I'm right.
0: Go on, then. <laughs> that's, um,
5: a the that's
0: a great start.
1: That's a great start, John. That fills me with faith that your question is going to be academic and comprehensive. Questioner or answer? Oh, that's a tricky one, James. Questioner or <laughs> <answer>? <laughs> You silly sausage. The answer
5: <laughs> to the pond or the lake. What is the difference stop
1: between a stop pond stop and a lake? I'm
5: trying to be serious. I know.
1: I'm sorry, mate. A story of my life, honestly carry on
5: <laughs> a pond is made where a spring comes up and a lake is a, a body of water that's fed by a river or a, a stream
1: Oh, so it's got nothing to do with size
5: no not really I mean we, we'd probably well, call as far as I know I like, far no, as your far
1: answer far. is strong I, we would probably call a very very big pond a lake but technically it would still remain a pond even if we called it a lake
5: uh, maybe. Well, clearly. Well, I'll take your word for it then. Qualifications? I'm a fisherman.
1: Oh, I mean that doesn't necessarily explain that you can go definitive by dint of fishing.
5: Well, I'll fish in quite a few ponds and lakes. And where, where do you go? Is... For, where's the
1: nearest place from Kensal Rise? Then, apart from the canal?
5: Uh, well, there's Hyde Park. You can fish you go, there. Where do
1: you go and fish in the Serpentine?
5: Uh, I used to when I was younger, but you can't park anywhere near there. No, that's true. Carry your gear.
1: No, that's true. Uh,
5: Palmer Hill Fields, the Hampstead Ponds, but you just can't park But you're there. not a
1: river fisher, then? You don't like fishing rivers? Oh, yeah. Oh, you yeah, do? I love oh, it. Right, good. Because you should yeah, come up but, my way, come up to Chiswick. There's some lovely fishing to be had on the Thames up there. We saw a competition the other week, and when it's really narrow, John, when the river, you know, when the tide's out and the river is really, really narrow... Am I right in thinking that that's the best time to go fishing because there'll be the same number of fish in much less water? Or am I stupid?
5: Well, I don't think you're stupid. Well, but, uh, yeah, but... No, nah, I'd never say you were stupid. Yeah, but... I might think
1: it, but I'd never <laughs> say it. <laughs> Part for like Because I saw a fishing competition a couple of summers ago and they were pulling fish out of the river like it was going out of fashion. But the river was tiny. It was one of those days when the tide was so far out you could almost have walked from, from Chiswick to Barnes. Um... Uh,
5: I don't think it make, makes much difference right. whether the tide's low or high, but right. uh, not far from you, that little stream or small river that runs behind the, the hospital yeah. uh, over by Brentford, Yes, you just stand there and watch the fish. It's unbelievable. It There's some fish amazing is in
1: fish, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it is, isn't it? it is. It's the River Brent, I think, isn't it? Uh,
5: I'm not sure if that's the River Brent. Well, it probably but, uh, if it's in Brentford. Uh, uh, yeah, maybe, I never thought of that. But I'm going to the... give you a
1: round of applause and, and I'm also going to thank you for being so gentle with me, John. <laughs> 27 after 12, Tuesdays in France. Uh, do they call you Mardi? Oh, that's such a weak ah, Oh yes. No, 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 you've heard, no, sorry. Question or answer Tuesday?
6: I don't have six brothers and sisters no,
1: either. exactly that. You must. A, a name like yours is a blessing and a curse because every every kind of dad joker like me thinks he's going to be the first person to make the joke whereas in fact you've heard every single joke <laughs> six million times, haven't you? Yes, yes, and I love them. Oh good. Question <laughs> or answer? I,
6: I've got a question for you, James. Yes. Why do people stick their tongue out when they're concentrating?
1: It's focus, isn't it? But But you want a proper oh. answer. I want a proper answer. No, I don't. You do. You're not making I, 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 I knew that once. But as I get older, my memory is falling to pieces. Because I do it.
6: Kids do it. Everybody does it when they're concentrating.
1: Yeah, the when tongue. you're putting a mascara on or threading a needle or something yes. like that. Or, oh or, or, god, yeah. Or trying to do um, <laughs> flat packing sometimes involves the old tongue out <laughs> concentration technique. It focuses yeah. your mind, but uh, and it stops you from shaking. But I can't. I, I can't get it. I, it all right, you're on. I'll get you an answer if it kills me Tuesday. How's France today?
6: Yes, please. Oh, it's 32 degrees. It's gorgeous, oh, glorious. Marvellous. Same as your weather, though. Uh,
1: isn't yeah, we've got no complaints here. Not about the weather. Everything else is falling to pieces. 28 minutes after 12 is the time. Joe's in Hayward Heath. Question or answer, Joe?
0: It's a question, James. Carry on, Joe. When we sneeze, what do we, say, or, what do we shout or holler at you? Well, we don't, mate.
1: Do we not? No, we just might... I mean, that is like an onomatopoeia, isn't it? It's the word that describes the noise that we make, but the noise came before the word.
0: Who, who, who first thought it, the achoo, could just shout...
1: You know, but if, if someone sneezed you think, and someone tried yeah. to write down or repeat the sneezing noise and they just said you it's a bit like cock-a-doodle-doo in France as Tuesday would have told us if I'd kept her on the line. They don't say cock-a-doodle-doo. They say cocorico. rico. It's the same thing. It's just what it what it sounds like someone wrote it down. So we don't we don't I mean you couldn't make a different noise unless you really try to. The natural noise you make when you sneeze <laughs> is is someone just wrote it down as achoo. That's it. Okay.
2: That's what, I mean oh, I, I believe you. Well it is I feel that.
1: bad now. I mean you were expecting no. something a bit sexier perhaps. <laughs> well
0: there's nothing sexy about sneezing is there, really? yeah, well
1: that's where you're wrong because if you do seven sneezes in a row it's the equivalent of an orgasm <laughs> okay. at least that's what, that's what we all told each other at prep school in retrospect that may not have been entirely true it might have been filed under yeah it's if you swallow your chewing gum it'll stick to your heart and you'll be dead by tea time round of applause for me thank you, yeah. thank you Joe half past 12 is the time Holly Jones is here now with the headlines It's 26 minutes to one, and just checking some breaking news for you, coming in from the Associated Press at 19 after 12. So Trump stopped speaking at about, what, 11.55? Just before Mr. Hour started. It took just under half an hour for the French president, Emmanuel Macron, to publicly deny Donald Trump's claim that NATO powers had agreed to increase defence spending beyond previous targets. Those previous targets, of course were negotiated and agreed to by NATO and um, Barack Obama and uh, John Kerry. Here's John Kerry on this issue. Before Donald Trump's ludicrous speech, defense spending by our allies needs to and is being increased. Each year, nations have been increasing their contribution, even as they have taken a hit to their own economies by putting in place tough sanctions against Russia for its behavior in Ukraine, President Obama and I worked hard using effective diplomacy, not bombast and demagoguery, to secure those sanctions in the first place. And Donald Trump, subsequently using bombast and demagoguery, described precisely the agreements that Barack Obama had negotiated and claimed them for himself. Just in case you thought perhaps I was exaggerating while I provided you with live fact-checking of his press conference. Um, where are we? Done the sands one, uh, John in Kensal Rise, mate. You've kicked things right off. A lot, a lot of uh, um, complaints about your definition of a pond as opposed to a lake. But I'm not going to withdraw your round of applause because you made me chuckle. Gareth is in Chesham. Gareth, question or answer?
7: Uh, question,
1: please, James.
7: Carry on. Um, well, uh, first of all, uh, can we have a link? I want to hear that uh, live commentary, because I missed it on the radio, and I'd love to hear it. Anyway.
1: Oh, I'll um, have a word with the internet department, which I moderate, don't know. I mean, it, be, it, very, it wasn't that good. Well, actually, it was, but carry on.
7: Well, it, it, it was, people were raving about it on Twitter, and I missed it. Yeah, they're, they're very um, kind. They're very kind. So, well, in it, with a, politi- a political uh, slant, I wanted to ask embassies. Where 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 was the where and when was the first embassy? The idea that you could have... You know, a, a I bet it was land. us. I bet it was British. Well, I thought that, but I just wondered where. Been, wondered, it I wonder, where, where was, it and when was The it? very
1: first embassy where you kind of had a representative in in a, of your own. Yeah, I love that. Where was the first embassy? That's a lovely question.
7: Yeah, I visited. i visited quite a lot, and when you go to a British embassy, there's always the three pin plug, and you no know, matter where you are in the world, is that right? Yes, I so I've been to it, like Sofia. I've been to one in Belgium, and they've all got three pin plugs, and. Uh, Why have, uh, yes, you like into, um,
1: have you been get, getting no, into? Have you been into quite I'm a lot of trouble? Oh, you're, oh so you I'm perform a, in the embassies? Yes. Yeah. So I go along. What's your ting? I'm a flute player.
7: Ah, flautist. I blow down tubes for a living. I do
1: well. It could be worse. I just sort of blow hot air for a living. So at least yours yeah, makes but a
7: useful hot air. Yeah, well, we I'm need sure your hot air, I'm
1: Sure, I'm sure your your tube blowing is very useful as well. So I would like. Yeah, the first. What's the coolest one you've been to?
7: Um, I mean, Sophia was nice. Was it? Uh, I, I, bit, I, went, I went to the ambassador's residence in uh, Nairobi as well. That was beautiful. Ooh, very nice. Um, I did like Nairobi. Perfect temperature. No one's got heating. No one's got air conditioning. Is,
1: that, is it right? Is that right? It just sort of sits in a lovely ambient position yeah, on the
7: equator, but but high enough not to be too hot. Did you go uh, a different
1: colour there than you do when you sunbathe in Brighton?
7: Uh, I, don't, I don't really. I stay under the sun. I'm Irish. I've got um, pale skin. Yeah, you and me so. both, mate.
1: Just grow a few extra freckles during heat waves. That's Absolutely. As, as good as it gets. Because um, that's another question on the board, and we should add it to, to yours. Uh, so, when was the first embassy? We've done the sandy beaches. Origin of the phrase happy as Larry. Do you go a different colour depending on where you are? We've done the pond and the lake. We've done the Queen can't get prosecuted. I nailed the sneeze question. And why do you stick your tongue out when you are concentrating? George is in Swanborough. Question or answer? Hello. Hello. I-
6: it's a question. Carry on, George. Um, why do humans learn in threes? How do you mean? Um, well, stories, lesson plans, speeches, um, it all seems to have a countenance of three. So, you know, beginning, middle, end, or uh, point, point, point. It seems that we respond... Well, beginning, with...
1: middle, end is self-explanatory, isn't it? Mm. But,
6: but it's why. Um, but, but, but I don't
1: understand the other three. Well, you, I don't learn in threes, do I?
6: Uh, well, yes, I don't know quite... Well, it looks like the question. I don't know quite why it is, but... It's no, but really I don't know
1: the premise habit. of... I don't understand the premise of the question.
6: Um, Are you sure we learn in
7: threes? I mean, do I don't yeah. know?
6: I mean, you have... that, 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 something I've heard, and something my boss has heard as well, we've been discussing this. All right. It seems to be a habit of um, grouping ideas in threes...
1: There three is a, there is a th- you know, the rules of rhetoric when the ancient Greeks gave mm. name to all the little devices that people used in public speaking. I think one of the, I always get, I can never remember what they are, lycertes or something like that. Mm. I think one of them says you do something, you do a three. There's a three to that, but that's more of a rhetorical device than an actual mode of learning.
3: Mm.
1: But I, I, I'll put it on the board. Why do we learn in threes? Okay. And, and possibly someone who's a bit cleverer than me will both understand and answer <laughs> the question in full. Is that all right?
6: Thank you very much. Yeah, what, perfect. What, thank what,
1: you. What's your boss's name? Uh, Grant. Is it going to get you brownie points if I give Grant a shout? Yeah. All right. Grant, give him a pay rise. He sounds like a lovely young man. It's 12.39. You're listening to James O'Brien on LBC. Parvez is in Birmingham. Parvez, what have you got? Question or answer? Answer. Carry on. Whereabouts in Birmingham are you? Um,
2: Castle Vale? Castle
1: Bromwich? Oh, no, I don't know that part of Birmingham very well. But carry on, nonetheless. <laughs> my, attemp- um, so, my attempt at um, small talk has failed horribly.
2: Um, skin colour is produced by the amount of uh, melanin the skin pigment in your skin Um, there are slightly different shades of of this pigment that that you produce Um, and your skin colour is dictated by the amount of melanin and the amount of cells that produce that um, the first reaction that happens when you increase the amount of UV light that you get when you go somewhere sunny is you actually oxidise melanin, so that gives you um, a sort of an instant darker colour. So at the end of a day of sun ta- of sunbathing, you will go a, a slightly darker colour because you've oxidised melanin. But, you're but what, then-
1: what? Hang on. Would you surely if if it was really really if it was the same temperature here, you you wouldn't go a different colour.
2: Um. The the thing is. By and large, when, when anyone goes on holiday somewhere and we get sun there, we've yeah. probably left England, which hasn't been particularly sunny. Well, that, this was um, my
1: theory, but he was adamant, adamant that if he did exactly the same amount of sunbathing in exactly the same heat in two different countries, he'd go a different colour in the foreign country, he'd go browner in the foreign country than he would here. He talked of British <laughs> tans.
2: Well, I have to admit, whenever I've been uh, abroad, the sunshine I've had abroad has been very different to the sunshine here.
1: Which is why the um, tan would be very different from the sunshine yes. here. Also, perhaps proximity to the equator, would that would that play a role in the in the, in how much um, UV you, light was we'll reached?
2: It is all about the UV light. So you will get different amounts of UV light that are going to then um, trigger a different reaction in you. So the closer
1: um, you are to the equator, the browner you will go.
2: Uh pass on that one for yeah, a sorry, uh sorry. A, i don't know i think it was if a silly you're question right anyway i'm not sure <laughs> it,
1: it, it was a silly question wasn't
2: it uh i, I don't know because i know i've gone different colors when i've been abroad uh, ah,
1: because here. it's not about heat it's about light incorrigible fca has been in touch the atmosphere is thinner the closer you get to the equator which means that more uv light will pass through it which means the melanin response it will be greater yeah yeah qualifications doctor doctor what sort of doctor? An
6: anaesthetist.
1: An anaesthetist? Yes. Cool, a proper doctor. <laughs> I, uh, I, I'm I, going to give you a round of applause, Dr Parvez, but you're going to have to give a little bit of it to Incorrigible FCA, one of my Twitter stalkers, all right?
6: Exactly. Okay. Thank you. No, thank
1: <laughs> you. Carry on. Right. Uh, Malcolm is in... Yeah, good point, Gary. It's as easy as ABC, one, two, three, learning in threes. Maybe it was a better question than I gave it credit for. Malcolm's in Kendall in Cumbria. A lovely part of the world. Hello, James. I've got a question for you. you Hang on, on, Malcolm, before you wade in with your question. Did you know mm -hmm. that Umbongo was invented in Cumbria?
3: Well, I've heard you use it during a week. but I've been been looking up. up I don't
1: just talk about stuff on the radio. I do hours and hours of research, you know. And when I googled Umbongo, I read that it had been first formulated in Cumbria. Well,
3: there you go. Have a round of applause for that. Thank you very much. I mean, I'll,
1: put it in the, I'll put it in the fridge and have it later. Now, question or answer? Oh,
3: it's a question, James. Please. Carry on. Carry on. Um, I've been suffering badly with hay fever this oh, year. Oh, slave to
1: um, it. Because of the, the sun,
3: obviously. Yes. My question is, do animals get hay fever?
1: The answer is yes. Do
3: they? Yes. You never we, see them sneezing. I, oh, well,
1: no, but they might not st- sneeze. But I mean, we've done this recently. I think this has come up already this summer, but I've got a rotating... I'm a bit like the, uh, I'm not like Gary Southgate at the moment. I've got rotating staff. I'm not putting the same team out for for, for four (laughs) matches running. And I'm I'm pretty sure that this came up about a month ago. And the answer is yes, dogs and cats. People rang in, they had dogs that had hay fever. What about the sheep and cows? Well, I can't can't now go through every animal on the ark with you. (laughs) Malcolm.
3: Well, no, I wasn't particularly asking for every. Well, article. you
1: kind of were because I, I said yes, animals can get hay fever, and then I, I specified dogs and cats, and then you sought to 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 to, to go a bit farmyard cow. Well, you
3: you 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 put a blanket across them, and I was wondering whether it'd be any specific ones.
1: They are uh, mammals.
3: They're not an animal. Yeah, they are. No, no, it's a mammal.
1: Yeah, mammals are animals.
3: Are you sure? Yeah, of course I'm sure. Qualifications? Mate, I went to school. <laughs> Well, well, am not going not, not to what
1: you say generally. <laughs> I can, I can, I can, you're, give, you're I can tell you that cats you cats and dogs definitely get hay fever. I, and, and therefore, I've answered your question, do animals get hay fever? The more you narrow it down to specific animals, the less confident I will be. Right. Okay?
7: Okay.
1: <laughs> uh, Alright, so a round of applause for me. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I should stress that I was... Speaking in jest and affection, when I described Incorrigible FCA as a stalker, he's actually a crucial part of the the program team. He may, may even get an acknowledgement in my, uh, in my, um, I must mention, I mentioned that I'm writing a book at the moment. Gemma is in New York. Hello, Gemma. Question or answer?
8: Hello. Hello. It's an answer.
1: I, I should have gone to the break. I'm late for the break, but I thought if you're in New oh, York. I'm sorry, I'm, no, well, you're in I'll New
8: Super quick. You're
1: in New York, though. New York.
8: I listen to you every morning, James. You're my morning. Thank you. Um, so, you keep your, um, when you, when you're concentrating, your tongue goes out of your mouth because you want to keep your head as rigid as possible so uh-huh. that you're minimizing movement. Um, and that's why like, you know, who did it? Michael Jordan used to do it all the time when he was concentrating. It is that,
1: like is that right? So your head stops. I said it's something to do with concentration, focus and not shaking, but, but you've nailed it. Yes. You have to keep your head upright because then your, your vision stays solid and your concentration level improves.
8: It's a bit more complicated than that go, as well, though. Go because on, go on. how your 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 brain is sort of like is mapped to your tongue. Is it? Um, and like, it's like a mental map that like makes the shape of your mouth. And so it's like a huge amount of data that your brain is constantly um, dealing with. And when you're Not when plague. you cut down on that movement, then you can increase the concentration.
1: Uh, very, very, very good answer. Qualifications?
8: Speech and language therapist.
1: Are you at work at the moment?
8: No, I'm not. I'm with my own children.
1: It's the morning. It's only 7.45 here. Oh, blimey. They sound delightful.
8: 7, 7.46, because you're
1: late for the news. <laughs> you're right. We are late for the news. And Gemma, I'll <laughs> a round of applause for Gemma. What a lovely answer. Oh, great stuff. Remind me to give Gemma a quick shout every now and then. I like the idea of people getting up in, in New York and listening to the programme. It's 12.46 is the time. on LBC
2: With Yesterday TV Channel, fuel your mind and get
6: closer to the people, the stories and the facts.
1: 12.49 is the time. The new Brexit Secretary, Dominic Raab, is on his feet in the House of Commons sharing the details of the white paper that um, has now been placed in both libraries, uh, the, the Lords and the Commons. Theo Ashworth had a sneak preview of it and will be talking through its contents with you and Sheila Fogarty shortly after one o'clock today. Um, I mean, I appreciate that very few people care anymore. But the biggest story yesterday for me involved um, reports that mandarins are not the food stockpiling story that you'll remember. The Sun journalist who wrote it tried to claim it was evidence of how much the government cares about all the people who work in the food processing industry. (sighs) <sighs> um, my favourite story yesterday was the one about mandarins preparing to bring loads of generators back from Afghanistan and places like that and to put them on kind of rigs in the middle of the sea so that they can keep the lights on in Northern Ireland if, um, if the supply of the necessary fuels dries up because we won't have any contracts or customs arrangements in place at the end of March next year. But, hey, blue passports, Jacob Reesemore, Cap, tug 4 <laughs> Back to Mystery Jill's in Beckenham. Jill, question or answer? An answer. Carry on, Jill.
6: It's about the embassies. Oh yes, um, it was the first embassies were in the 13th century in northern Italy. Um, in particular, Milan was the first one. What the, well, the uh, first British that... embassy? Sorry,
1: the first British embassy. Oh,
6: the first British embassy. No,
1: any embassy. But who was it an embassy for? If it was who in was Milan,
6: it was embassy for? Yeah. Uh, um, so I'm asking. Uh, it was city states sending em- uh, um, uh, having embassies uh, with each other. Fair sort of enough. Thing. Um, but we don't know what
1: the actual very first one was, or do we?
6: Um, uh, I, don't, that I, I don't know. You seem um, to be
1: you seem to be the channel through which somebody else's wisdom is passing, Jill.
6: Well my husband used to be an ambassador, and i 'm asking him because it, my qualification <laughs> is that he told me he says that uh, before uh, before the thirteenth century in Greek yes. and Roman times, people used to countries used to, and states used to send representatives, but they didn 't actually have an embassy as such a lovely he answer. Said, he said uh, Milan was uh, one of the first.
1: I shall, I shall give you a round of applause simply for the calibre of your qualifications. But, but in, terms, <laughs> in terms of the very first embassy ever to be opened, I may leave the door open. Can I ask, and I hope I'm not being undiplomatic, Jill.
6: <laughs> Can I ask what your
1: favourite posting was? Uh,
6: uh, Sydney, Australia for oh, four years. Are you serious? Yeah, but then we did uh, six years in Moscow and three years in Northern Ireland,
1: Crikey.
5: so
6: uh, we paid for
1: it. You had your work cut out. I'm going to give you a Ray Liotta, which is, oh. a, which is the highest, highest award I can give on the programme, simply because we have a question about embassies, and, and I have a former ambassador and his wife at the other end of the phone line.
7: I'm Ray Liotta, and you're listening to James O'Brien on LBC. If you build it, they will come. Is he happy?
6: I, uh, are you happy? I, I've just turned the radio up a fraction so that you can hear it. You
1: got, you got a Rayleigh Otter. You can hear. You can play it back on the app. I mean, this is more important because uh, presumably he's got an OBE or something like that as well, has he? he
6: he's
1: got a CMG. Yeah, C- uh, yeah, but I mean, he's got a he's got a Rayleigh Otter on mystery hour now, Jill. Let's That's get... even better. Let's
6: That's get... even better. <laughs> That's <laughs> I'm so thrilled. This <laughs> 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 is one of the best
1: ever. Thank you, Jill, and thank you, Your Excellency. Twelve fifty-three. <laughs> Twelve fifty-three is the time. 0345606097 So 3. give them a quick round of applause. As well, just, just in case he's got the radio on loud enough again. Oh, I love this program. I, they, I can't believe they pay me.
9: Uh, Noel's in Harrow.
1: Noel, question or answer?
9: Answer. Carry on, Noel. Sorry, James, i am a bit of Star Strike speaking to you. Yeah, I've a bit of Star a sp- bit of boxing. i <laughs> a bit of boxing, right? And it's called Pavlov's Count. So if you go one, two, three.
1: Yeah.
9: If I throw three punches, by the time I throw the third one, you've tuned into my timing and i never get you. Is that right? And also... And also in guitar, you know, when they, you've got a few people trying to learn guitar. So when you start a song, you go, a one, a two, a three. By three, you're all tuned in. Oh, I like it. And do you know what? I didn't look on Google. It was all from memory. No, you're not allowed to
1: look on Google. I always
9: forget to tell you. I, I know, I know, Google. James. I've listened for a long time. i always stick to the rules.
1: Play by the rules, Noel. Play by the Play rules. Play by the rules. So qualifications, you learnt it in
9: boxing? Boxing and a, a terrible guitar player.
1: Pavlov's Count. That's a, that's a quality Pavlov's answer. Counts. A Bit of boxing, a bit of music.
9: Oh, mate, to so my mind. It's just blown my mind.
1: Stop it. Now. i
9: get a round of applause. You do, you're going to get a round of applause. I like one, it. It's one, called one.
1: Pavlov's Cat, and it comes in threes because it, it just is something to do with the way our brain is wired. The wide. human
9: body, just by the, if I go at one, boom, t- if boom. I throw you a jab, then yeah. a cross, by the time I throw the third one, you've tuned in if I can get there. Yeah, so it's. That's it, James. You sound like a good boxer.
1: Yeah, you'd be surprised. No, you'd be surprised.
9: I'm not surprised coming from you, James. I'm <laughs> not. She say make you uncomfortable. Go on, Do You know, know what I'll say about you, James? Long live the king, James <laughs> O'Brien. <laughs> Do I get a round of applause? He's getting a bit bit round quickly. Of Give him a round of applause before, before
1: the mask slips Yay! and it turns out he's been taking a mickey oh, yeah. out of me. Mind how you go, Noel. Paul's in Swansea. Paul, question or answer?
2: Uh, answer, James. Carry on, Paul. It's uh, happy as Larry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it comes from a guy called uh, Lawrence Larry Foley. He was an Australian boxer. Oh,
1: you're joking! We should have kept Noel on the line. He was an um, actual, he, he was a boxer as well.
2: Yeah. Go on. And he—he lived in Sydney. Yeah. And he was in the—he's in the gang in Sydney called the Rocks Pushers. a
1: Strong play. You know and that the—you uh, know the former ambassador to Sydney and his wife Jill are very good friends of
6: mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just listened to them.
1: <laughs> God.
6: Yeah, and that was it. He was, was in, it. in a pro-
1: gang, did some boxing, won a prize, happy as Larry.
2: He was happy as Larry. Love it.
1: That'll do um, nicely. Uh, I think he won $150,000. Yeah, he was,
2: the, he was the father of Australian boxing. And, was, and, was, and it was a he news did.
1: headline. It was a headline. Because this has come up on Mystery Hour before, I've suddenly remembered. Oh, uh, OK. And it, it was a headline that said happy as Larry after he won $150,000. Yeah. Bucks. Australian bucks. Love That's it. right. Love it. You've done well there, mate. About the 1890s, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, I think, yeah, he, yeah. he died in like, 1917, just before the end of the war. Qualifications, Paul? I used to live in Sydney.
1: And it's, you just picked it. I mean, you know, so did Jill, but I don't know if she knew the origin yeah. of the phrase, happy as Larry. I walked past
2: this house and there was a plaque on the wall. So I, re- I read the plaque.
4: Oh, lovely. You know, ha- Big fan. was family. happy as Larry. Oh, God, a so round of applause Harry.
2: for Paul. Great work.
1: Mark's in Enfield. Mark, question or answer? I've got a question, please, James. We'll you'll be lucky. Unless Sheila Fogarty oh. knows the answer, we'll, we'll probably have to come back to it on another occasion. But she's not, you know, okay. she's, quite, she's quite clever. She might know.
4: I can well, imagine. I can imagine she is. Yeah, okay. Uh, question yeah. is um, What was uh, the first movie sequel? The first recognised movie sequel?
1: Oh, that's strong. That's a great pub quiz question, as well.
4: It is, yeah. It could be, yeah.
3: Isn't
1: it?
4: I'm thinking Amityville Horror or anything like. What about yours? I don't know, the, uh, there must have been some before the 70s, I'm i I'm, I'm assuming.
1: Yeah, you can talk, to uh,
7: High Society, follow on from Philadelphia Story. And was that a sequel? Maybe. So, yeah. It was was
4: totally that the same a se- characters? Yeah.
1: Was
7: it? Yeah. Oh, no, it was a remake. Yeah. It wasn't a sequel. No, I
4: didn't think so. Uh, yeah. A bit tricky. Yeah, possibly. I don't know. What do you think, Um. Then? Um. Yeah, I was thinking Amityville Horror. I, 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 I'm just a bit of a guess, to be honest. What well, year was that, then? Was that eighties or late seventies? I
1: don't think Jaws was before that. Anyone?
4: Jaws was. was
1: When was the Godfather? When was the Godfather?
4: Oh, you got me there. Star Wars, Empire
1: Strikes Back. Oh, I wonder if it would be would James Bond films count as sequels?
4: Not really. They're separate movies, aren't they? In a sense, the same characters yeah, apart different from the very story. they're
1: self-contained stories rather than sequels exactly. there's no exactly. narrative arc is there Mark
4: right so so in terms of a, of a sort of sem- well that is going
1: to I'll tell you what I'll do it's Thursday today I might actually I keep feeling like it's the weekend Um, I, I might come yeah, back too, to that yeah. I'll come back to that because oh, we're, we're, we're not going to get an answer in time but what a cracking question what was the first ever movie sequel uh, that is it can I give you Richard in Watford you've got 26 seconds question or answer uh, it's an answer go on
4: uh, with regards to the uh, tanning... Do we go a different um,
1: colour in different countries?
2: Uh, it depends on yeah. where it is in relation to the height of the country or the location on the planet. Um, so I mean, the
1: amount of UV passing through the atmosphere is contingent upon a few variables, including thickness or thinness of atmosphere and location of country. So yes, it is possible that you would tan differently, more strongly, but not differently. If you were exposed to the same amount of UV in, in, in a different place, you'd go the same colour.
2: Yeah, because uh, you wouldn't get the same amount of UV, for instance, in the south of France as you would in, like, Scarborough, because it's further nearer to the equator and the Earth is nearer to the Sun at the equator. Yeah. Just as you tan mm. in ice, winter, better, uh, altitude.
1: Better ice cream in Scarborough though, so it swings and roundabouts. Yeah, true. Round of applause for Richard. That's it for me for another day. Thank you for all your lovely words about um, my Donald Trump commentary. That is, I think, the first time and almost certainly the last that I have genuinely been compared to Terry Wogan, the Don, the King. And here's the Queen, Sheila Ferguson.
8: Oh, very kind of you to say. I know you